This month, we've been checking ourselves with the Word of God, challenging ourselves with the Word of God, and changing, allowing that Word of God to change us. And we're going to do the very same thing today. Welcome again to our podcast today. And today, God has a today word for you, a now word for you. In fact, it comes from the book of James. We're going to be looking in James, the first chapter this morning, and we're going to be looking about temptation. And how does temptation come? And why does temptation come? And what do I do when I feel tempted or tested or tried or go through some tribulation. Do you know that every victory begins as a test? That's right. Every testimony is first a test, and every test has potential to become a testimony. Heroes are only made in war, and victory is only achieved in battle. And if we want to be victorious, if we want to be more than an overcomer, then there has to be something into which we need to press ourselves so that we can overcome. The Word of God tells us that the light afflictions, which are but for a moment, they work for us, not against us. They work for us, a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory because we do not look at the same things which are seen, but we're looking at things which are unseen. We are looking at the unseen strength that we are gaining day by day, test by test, trial by trial, every step. It's just like adding another five pounds onto your weight bar when you're lifting 200 and then all of a sudden you realize that this isn't too bad. You know, I couldn't do this at one time, but now I can. So you add another five pounds, you add another 10 pounds and you lift that until it becomes comfortable. Then you add another 10 pounds or another 20 pounds and you lift that till that becomes comfortable. And then you add another 20 pounds, 25 pounds, and you begin to work out with that. You see the extra weight of life is designed to make us stronger. It's designed to make us better, not bitter. It's designed to make us stronger. It's not designed to destroy us. And that's exactly what James talked about in the book of James. You can look in the first chapter of the book of James and listen to what he says. He says this in the second verse. My brethren, you count it all joy when you fall into various temptations. You fall into different types of temptations. Well, how in the world could we count it joy when we fall into temptations? Because we know something, the next verse says. You can count it all joy because you know this has great potential to work for you, not against you. Now, I know that many of you are are right now going through common temptations. Some of you perhaps have some uncommon temptations, those that are not just common, everyday, ordinary temptations of life, or perhaps those that are not just common to you. That means repetitive, something that's been burdening you or plagues you little by little all along the way. You know, uh, sometimes people are are, are tempted to just live a lifestyle uh, submitting to their temptations. Sometimes we can just grow to the place to where the greatest temptation we face is to not change. Not change the little things, which although they seem little, yet they can mount up and they can become big. They can become stumbling blocks for others, perhaps like, you know, cussing. Yeah, Uh, you know, I I know well-meaning, wonderful people that just absolutely have a habit of cussing. And it's, it's, it's a temptation in their life to not change that, to not check it, change it, and challenge it because it just seems so small and it's habitual and, and the temptation they have is not necessarily to cuss anymore. 
anymore. The temptation they have is to not quit cussing because they don't think it's hurting anybody. They don't think it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a problem and it's just become a lifestyle. It seems cute and it seems harmless, but the word of God says, let no perverse or wicked thing pass through your lips. Psalms 141.3 says, set a watchman on my lips, O God, and keep the door of my lips. Let nothing crooked or perverse or wicked or unclean pass through it. The Bible says that sweet and bitter does not come out of the same well. The Bible says, speak only that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. The Bible says, bless and curse not. I mean, we could go on and on and on. Proverbs 6, 2, you're snared with the words of your mouth. You are taken with the words of your mouth. The Bible says that we will be judged for every idle word we speak. Wow. On and on and on. By your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. We could go on and on and on. In fact, James tells us that the tongue is like a rudder on a ship. And as we, as we uh, allow our tongues to get off of the godly course of life, then it tries to steer. It tries to move our life off of the godly course of life. Now, I'm not, I'm not just picking on cussing this morning, and this is not, uh, this is not a, a podcast on cussing. This is a podcast on temptation. And sometimes the temptations that we face, the most formidable temptations, as, as the writer of Hebrews says, it's those sins which do so easily beset us. And it's the sin that, that, that is so natural. It's the sin that's just so normal in the course of life. It's those temptations that seem harmless. And many times we are tempted just to not check those things, just to not challenge those things because they're small, they're harmless, and we've always done that. And, and mama did that, and daddy did that, and our friends do that. And in our circle of, 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 of friends, well, we're, we're allowed to do that. You know, we're, we're allowed to, you know, uh, uh, get, get drunk, you know, uh, uh, to, 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 to drink you know, with, with, with our Christian friends and family to the point where we're inebriated and, and, and no one checks it. No one's challenging it. No one's changing it. You know, uh, we're allowed to tell uh, dirty little jokes here and there and off-color comments. Why? Because nobody checks it. Nobody challenges it. Nobody changes it. And if we're not watchful, the greatest temptation we can face is for us not to check, challenge, and change ourselves. Not to check ourselves with God's Word. The temptation is, well, that was harmless. That's little. I mean, my goodness, I, I don't you know, I, I, I don't kill anybody. I don't commit adultery. I don't steal. I, I don't uh, rob. It's not like I'm out telling a lot of lies. Uh, you know, don't use those excuses. Here, the Word of God tells us that when temptations come our way, we need to recognize them. And also, the Word of God says in, in the book of James, in the first chapter, in fact, it was a song. I started singing it this morning in the shower. I, I, it, 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 it just came to me. It, it says that, that uh, you know, when, whenever we have temptations, we need to realize that we are not being tempted by God, but God, God cannot tempt us with evil, uh, and, and we should realize that we need to overcome those temptations. But it specifically says that every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. You want to know why you're tempted? It's because you have a weakness in that area. It's because there's something that you're more susceptible to than perhaps the person sitting beside you or the person, uh, you know, that, that, that's driving the car uh, behind you or in front of you today or, or by your workplace. You know, there are other people around you that are not tempted by the things you are tempted by. Not as easily anyway, because every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own propensities, his own lust, his own desire, 
desires that are out of sync with God's will, the weaknesses that our humanity presents each one of us. For some people, it's lying. For some people, it's it's uh, you know uh, uh, getting drunk. For some people, it's it's adultery. For some people, it's stealing. You know, uh, for some people, it's uh, it's it's cussing. You know, uh, different things for different people. Count it all joy, my brethren, when you fall into various kinds and types of temptations, testings, trials, tribulations. Knowing this, he said, you can know something about this particular process, that the trying of your faith works patience. If you will keep trusting in God, if you will hold on to God through every temptation, especially the temptation to not change, especially the temptation to, to, to be a gossiper and think it's okay, especially the temptation to tell uh, tales, to bear tales, or, or, or to be divisive and think it's okay, especially the temptation to not submit to your husband and think it's okay, or especially the temptation to not love your wife and think it's okay, or especially the temptation to, to not discipline your children or not to be an example to your children and think it's okay, especially the temptation to, to not honor your parents or respect your parents because after all, your parents are jerks. No, I'm sorry, but just because you have done this all of your life or just because all of your friends do this or just because it's become a comfortable habit to just talk back to your parents or just because it's become a comfortable habit to, to speak under your breath when your boss walks away and, and not live that submitted life, the Bible tells us to obey our bosses. I mean, the Bible calls them masters, but, uh, but they are bosses in today's world where we live. Obey them and realize that they are a gift from God to you. You might say, well, well, my boss is not a gift. Well, yes, he is. Uh, you know, uh, how would you feel if he fired you and you didn't have that boss anymore? Well, what would you think then? You know, jobs are a blessing, bosses are a gift. It means you have a job. It means you're going to get paid. It means that somebody else is responsible for the end result. That's not a bad deal. And God sees all these things in order. And when our life gets out of order, we need to check with the Word of God, challenge it with the Word of God, and change our lives. And the only way to do that is to realize that we all face temptations. But the Bible says there is no temptation that has come to us except those that are common to man. Now that word common there in the Greek literally means easy, moderate, not hard. There are no really, 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 really hard temptations, but rather the temptations that we face in general, the temptations that come to us are temptations that are moderate. You know, the fact of the matter is just because you have done this for so long doesn't mean it's okay. Just because others around you do it doesn't mean it's okay. We are tempted in the places of life where we are weak. There are some things that other people are tempted by that don't tempt you. But certainly there are some things in your life. Every man is tempted, the Bible says. Every man. In fact, the Bible even says that Jesus himself, although he was the Son of God, filled with all the fullness of the Holy Spirit, he absolutely was God in the flesh. But yet the Bible says he was tempted in every manner just like we are. Yet he chose not to sin. 
He actually chose. It's not that the fact that Jesus could not sin. It's not that Jesus was able, you know, uh, not able to sin. It was that Jesus was able not to sin. It's that Jesus chose not to sin. And it was a choice. It was a choice for Jesus. It's a choice for you. It's a choice for me. It's a choice for every one of us. And today we can hear this word from God about temptation and about choices. Today we can hear this word of God and realize that we're only being tempted in that area because we have a propensity to be a little weaker in that area, perhaps in some others around us. And we may be tempted even to, to, to not change even when God begins to point out to us. Uh, uh, one of the things I think that God does sometimes is he lets you start hearing your own words. He lets you start seeing your own reflections. He lets you start understanding that, that other people are, are watching you and following you and they're going to be just like you. He lets you start realizing that, that, that you know, what you're doing, what you're thinking, what you're wanting is not his will. And little by little, he brings these things to our mind. And if we're not watchful, the devil will just speak right up and say, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about that one. That's a little one. You know, those are some of the most formidable temptations is the temptation to not change in an area that we would not want our children to do that. We would not want our, 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 our moms or dads to be that way. It could be something just as simple as honoring your mother and your father. You know, you may have been speaking disrespectfully to them or disrespectfully about them, and it may be a habit that just needs to change. You know, uh, you may have even felt in your heart that, that they deserved to be disrespected. That's not the truth. The fact of the matter is, the Bible says, honor your father and your mother. You know, this is the first commandment with promise. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God gives you. You can read about it in Exodus chapter 20. You can read about it even Jesus talking about how important it is for us to honor our parents and respect our parents. Uh, you know, the honor and the respect that we show our parents says nothing about our parents, but it says everything about the godliness in our own lives. Let me encourage you, resist temptation, overcome temptation, stand up against temptation. Uh, you are more than a conqueror. You're more than an overcomer. That's what that song I sang this morning about. We have, we've been made more than conquerors. We've been made overcomers in this life. You know, we've been made victorious through the blood of Jesus Christ. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of the Lord, for God himself will tempt no man. Uh, listen to the word of the Lord today and take just a moment and ask God to forgive you and ask God to help you. First of all, ask God to forgive you for succumbing to the sins that you have so easily bought into that you have so perhaps habitually serviced in your life, even the little ones. The Bible says it's the little foxes that spoil the vines. Don't think that just because it's a little lie that it's less than a lie. Don't think because it's just a little pride, just a little arrogance, that it's not still pride and arrogance. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. Why? Because as the scriptures say, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Don't think that just continuing to put off, going down to the altar, continuing to put off, saying I'm sorry, continuing to put off, doing those things that are right, is some 
somehow going to be all right if you just let some time pass. Wrong is not made right by the passage of time. Things have to change. Check yourself. Check yourself with the Word of God. Challenge yourself and change. Do you have a habit of cussing? A habit of getting drunk? A habit of lying? A habit of murmuring and complaining? Do you have a habit of, of going ahead and allowing those little sins in your life? A habit of going to the internet and, and getting on websites uh, that, that you shouldn't be on, pornography? Or, or do you have a habit of, of gossip? Do you have a habit of calling and picking up the phone and, and calling two or three or four people to tell them the latest juicy information about somebody that you have in common with them? And, and you know, uh, do you have a habit of being negative and, and, and uh, you know, always raining on other people's praise uh, instead of being supportive? and encouraging. You know, the Bible tells us to edify one another. That means build each other up. The Bible says, use your words to build each other up. Don't tear each other down. The Bible encourages us to look to the Word of God. Check yourself. Challenge yourself. And if you do, you will find the Word of God will change you little by little. Maybe not all in one moment. Maybe not all in one day. But little by little, as you continue to check yourself and challenge yourself, you can change yourself. Now, uh, count it all joy. Put a smile on your face. And you may be going, oh, my goodness, I feel so convicted. You know, I just, I, I, I just want to feel bad because I've been bad. No, that's not the point. The reason God points out our, our faults, our weaknesses, our sins is because he wants us to feel good. He doesn't want us to feel bad. He wants us to feel good. Now, you can feel bad if you're just going to keep on doing it, but you need to feel good. God wants you to feel good, and feeling good comes whenever God shows us something we need to change, and we change it. Make that commitment today that the Word of God is going to change your life. In Jesus' name. Well, let's make that overcomer's confession together today. Are you ready? All right. Say it strong. Say it like you mean it, okay? Through Jesus, my Lord, I am more than a conqueror. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God. My spiritual eyes are being opened so that I can understand my calling, the wealth of my inheritance, and the kingdom power available to me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No unclean or impure thought can captivate my mind. No sickness or disease has a right to my body. No unholy spirits can seduce or deceive me. The word of God is my meditation and my answer. I commit myself to God. He causes my thoughts to become agreeable with his thoughts. Because of this, everything I put my hand to will prosper. You see, God has a plan for my life. He will succeed, and I am going to participate. How do you participate today? You participate by telling God you're sorry, putting a smile on your face, and thanking Him for pointing out some little sin, some little temptation, even if it's the temptation not to change, just to go ahead and be like you. You know, you don't have to be like me, by the way. You do not have to be like me to be more like God, but you're going to have to be less like yourself. <laughs> Check yourself. Challenge yourself and let the Word of God change you. I'll see you back here on the next podcast. God bless you.